Hello, I'm Matt Bergman, and you're listening to the Punk Rock Libertarians Podcast, episode 172. Oh, yeah. I'm here tonight with Jared Schneiderman. What up? Philip Dassing. What's going on? Alexis Schlegel. Hello, everybody. And Kyle motherfucking Wagner. Hey, guys. What's up? A.K.A. Che Wagner. That's, che Wagner. Not, not a real nickname. Of the Kylosphere. <laughs> it's not my, it's not you my know page. him from such Facebook and, groups as. And shit Kyle Wagner says. <laughs> also, also not my page. <laughs> oh, right, really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Thanks, for the, thanks for plugging everybody <laughs> that hates me. All the Kyle's pages. Yeah. All the anti-Kyle pages. Yeah, so what is, what is this, dude? What is this? Uh, so Shitley, you know, Mike Shipley of, uh, what is he, uh, part of like the Libertarian Socialist Caucus? That's right. Yeah. And uh, so he's been giving us a lot of grief in the Punk Rock Libertarians group the past couple of weeks. And, and when I say us, it's really just me specifically. He's, he's kind of like... Well, he did kind of call out all of the moderators. Well, yeah, so and me. Technically, <laughs> and Phil. So he, technically me, you, and Phil he was were taking, under fire. He, he was taking me on a witch hunt, though, dude. Yeah? He was yeah. taking you on a witch hunt? Yeah, dude. Were you hunting well, for witches with him, or was he, no, he, or he were you of, one of the witches? I think I was one of the witches. Oh, dude. okay. I, I think... So, <laughs> yeah, so, uh, I don't know. I mean, he, he kind of went after me, like, pretty hardcore. And then I, I feel like I feel like when, when he was kind of like, fuck it, he just gave up. You know, he was, he was complaining about some shit. Well, here's what happened. So, all right, you kind of buried the lead there, but he, he ended up leaving the group. He actually he left or? the group. He left the oh, group. Wow. Now his, his sock account or his, like, uh, Facebook jail account, which is, like, I guess it's based off his dog's name. It's like Nobles Shipley or something. That is technically still in the group. However, I haven't seen any activity from it. Uh, that's just his backup. Yeah, he probably doesn't even know that that's in the group. Mm. Um, so I don't think that's on purpose that he's just like leaving it there. But maybe. Who knows? And we've heard he's moving on. He's so, moved on rather quickly. Correct? Yeah, well, before we get to that, I just want to give the reasoning for like why he left the group. Or okay. what eventually uh, caused it to happen. Which was somebody posted a picture of this like sort of very effeminate looking dude, I guess, with like a f- fucking like receding hairline like to the like the top of his oh, head. Oh, the mullet! That picture, yeah, it was kind of. It was really. It bizarre. was hard to tell if it was a man or a woman. It was, yeah. And he, and this this person was holding a sign that said. So you're saying it was like hard to tell if you wanted to, like hit it or not. <laughs> that's not what I was saying, but hard, hard <laughs> okay, pass. Never mind. Hard okay. pass. It was just hard to, to uh, determine what what its gender was. But this his this, or her gender. This person was holding a sign that said it said like fuck, and then it said like capitalism, racism, c- cisgenderism. Or yeah, something. that was the first thing. Cisgenderism. Yeah, which is like, <laughs> well, if, if we don't have cisgenderism, then. We, we're not going to be able to reproduce as a yeah, species. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, dude, that was so, like, that was so racist to say. Is it? I mean, I guess theoretically you could, like, not, like, it could. You could, you could jack off into a cup. Yeah, you could do that. And That's hand true. it to a scientist. And, <laughs> I mean, you could do it that way, surely. Either way, regardless of whether it's required for human humanity to continue it's still not well this guy i want to give credit where credit's due but this is a new member his name's ed kimmock jr he's the one who posted the picture oh yeah so he posted so he's kind of like a hero to me right now (laughs) and you know immediately immediately shipley jumped on and he was like literally he posted so he's been posting pictures of shit 
and then they say like literally whatever so like literally homophobic literally transphobic racist whatever it is yeah, yeah. and he posted one of those and then there's just like a huge hundred comment thread and then at the end he's like that's it i'm fucking leaving you guys can have your racist page and then he just like laughed. <laughs> it was like yes he was yeah. like genuinely trying to he was on a mission he was on a mission he realized that he wasn't going to succeed in that mission and he just left yeah i mean like eventually i was just like i'm i'm sorry fucking shitly you know we, we we took a vote and we decided that if you have a complaint regardless of the complaint <laughs> it, it, we've got to deem it as illegitimate and immediately disregard it. Well, yeah, because I had said in our little chat that, like, if someone else had posted it, I might have thought about maybe taking it down. Because it was kind of, like, mean-spirited. But I probably yeah, wouldn't it was, it was kind of, like, borderline, you know? And the, yeah. line, the, I mean, line's, would, always, the would, line's always... The line's always iffy. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I would not... I probably would not have <laughs> taken it down. Yeah. I probably would not have taken it down, but, like, I might have thought about it. But just the fact that, like, this whole thing was happening simultaneously, I was like, no, nah, this is definitely not getting taken down. This is going to stay, and I'm just obviously correct in my judgment. So yeah. It's it's what, like I said before about Ron Paul always talks about blowback, and that's exactly why jobs. we... <laughs> Uh, Wait, I never heard him talk about blowjobs. Always talked about blowjobs, <laughs> yeah, dude. Don't you remember that? <laughs> so this was SJ- 2016, bro. This is SJW blowback, man. That's that's why we kept it up, was because we know how much it pissed off Shipley. This is kind of how people go alt right because they're so sick and tired of their shit. Yeah, they get authoritarian. Yeah, yeah. The identity politics is just. I'm just so sick and tired of it. The leftists in my group will say uh, nice racism or nice whatever it is. Yeah, it's nice like ableism. A, a nice ableism, <laughs> nice racism, nice well, sexism. So like, Yeah, like you were tattoo shaming the other day and so I called it, you out for but it. But they're not Kyle. actually posting pictures of shit on your page? No, they, oh, okay. whatever it is, they say it's like a sarcastic, like, nice racism. So if <laughs> yeah. it's like a racist post or even slightly racist, you get a nice racism. <laughs> and so that's like become a, a recurring It's joke. pretty fun. I do it and, all the time. And, you know, somebody said, like, somebody got like three nice racism the other day i was like man you got three nice racism that's a hat trick you know so, so are they um, when they Kyle, say, like hat trick is that is that just a uh, regular hockey term or do you use that in field hockey as well when you play field hockey <laughs> I, i'm not <laughs> sure I, I would assume it's a field hockey term i wouldn't know because i don't play field hockey i play oh, ice hockey really yeah why well, don't you play okay. field hockey oh um yeah, uh, not manly enough, I guess. I don't know. Ooh. Kyle, you just got a nice racism. Oh, okay. you got a nice racism and a nice ableism. Yeah. Oh, yeah. From, thank uh, you. Let's not forget his tattoo shaming the other day. Yeah, let's Kyle's not. Kyle's tattoo shaming everybody. Nice tattoo shaming. Yeah. Did you comment? I was a little on triggered. Oh yeah, I was yeah. a little triggered. Man. But are they actually? So like, are they being? Uh, did it start out as a serious thing where people were actually calling people out? Or no. Was it they were just fucking around. What with the nice, the nice, the nice thing. thing. Yeah. I don't know where it started, but it's it's gotten pretty common. I, it's not my it's not only my group, and I'm not even sure that it started in my group, but it's just like a snarky like. You but know. is it is it facetious or is yeah, it yeah, just yeah, for yeah. fun? Like I, oh, okay. I do it all the time. Yeah. Oh, okay. So okay. if you say something remotely racist, racist, they'll be like, "Nice racism," you know yeah. what I mean? So it's it's. But you don't know that's if they're like sarcastic. But that's though, the thing. Because... I don't know. Like, because <laughs> yeah, yeah. it was he was he was literally saying literally that you're literally racist for saying like. Very innocuous things. Dude, you, know? you can't say anything uh, before we went on air, just on this one page that I follow, Baltimore City Voters. I've been called out by just one individual amongst this group that apparently what I'm posting is racist. And completely taking things out of context, 
I, I don't even know, but it, it's just so thrown. It's loosely thrown out there without any evidence, without any uh, substantial evidence, and it's just getting ridiculous. Like no yeah. matter what you do or say, w- would you say that there's a lot of jumping to racist conclusions? Uh, I think so. Yeah. Should we have a jump to jump. racist conclusions, Matt? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> or jump to isn't that like that bingo card that they had <laughs> yeah. at the convention? Yeah, <laughs> jump to like I'm offended. A jump to like map or some Dude, shit. Dude, you like, could take that bingo oh. card and use it. To like go through Shipley comments. And oh see yeah, like how yeah. often he oh, says yeah. that shit. When it's supposed to be used for the opposite. Oh, that's funny. What did he say was wrong with that one post? Was it transgenderism? No, it was transphobia. Yeah, yeah. Transpho- yeah. So yeah, yeah. The the comment would be just nice transphobia. That would uh, be like a, you know, nice Wagnerism. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was. Um, oh, I have, you know what? I have one more thing on the, um, the Shipley thing. So, oh. uh, Matt Matt Kunal, who was like the one of the founders of the oh, Libertarian yeah. Socialist Good. Caucus, he made a post that mm. he was leaving the caucus. Oh shit! And obviously, a lot of people were happy about that. Um, but I think he's back in now, and I'm not. Uh, my understanding of the story, <laughs> as I read it, was that he was being too sympathetic to um, North Korea. You know, so I, I'm not a hundred percent sure if that's what it was. But he was like, he felt like he didn't belong. He didn't fit in with the caucus anymore. Uh, my comment to him was, you know, the Libertarian Party. We already have minarchists, uh, capitalists, we have ANCAPs, and it's like to be a libertarian or an anarcho-communist is like really adding a third philosophy to the party. So it's like we already have two two different philosophies, and this makes three philosophies, and I always thought it was weird. Like, why would you want to associate with capitalists when you're anti-capitalism? And, you know, he's up on stage. Well, because they want to take back the word. Yeah, they want the I, word back. It's I, simple as that. I get that, but at the same time, I mean... It's the Libertarian Party. I just the, the entire history of it has been capitalist. I just I think it's a losing battle for them. I mean, I would prefer I'd like to take liberal back, but it's like really hard to do. Well, yeah, and that's the thing. It's like someone was making the argument with Kyle. Me. Would you say that it gets harder when you rub it? Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I never know how to answer your questions. <laughs> it's a simple Anyways, yes or no. So, I was arguing with somebody on uh, on the on the group in the group, and they were they were making the point that basically the whole idea of like, oh yeah, ANCOM came first, or like, yeah. So I mean, this is more I guess more about anarchy than it is per se about libertarianism. Oh, Thank you. But uh, they were, like, making the argument, oh, yeah, ANCOM came first, and then along came, like, the Rothbardians. Yeah, for And they sure. stole it. And it was like, well, did they steal it, or did they just... Or is it like the uh, the, 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 uh, the theory of general relativity, or, or, or the special theory of relativity, where, okay, you had Newton that came along and figured out all these different principles that applied to, you know, gravity and bodies of mass and things like that and then Einstein came and was like well you kind of got it but like you're missing this and then he added a whole bunch of shit to it that's kind of how I look at anarcho-capitalism versus anarcho-communism I look at it as like yeah the anarcho-communists I mean I know you won't agree with any of this Kyle but like the (laughs) anarcho-communists like figured out that government was bad but then they still didn't figure out that you also need like private property and that private property is legitimate and so then the ANCAPs came along and we're like, you know, oh, yeah, you also got to have private property because if you don't, then it's just mayhem and, you know, then everyone's a state against everyone else, blah, blah, yeah. blah, blah, whatever. But it's just not a good argument to say, like, oh, you know, libertarian socialism preceded libertarian 
capitalism or whatever, whether that's true or not. Um, it, it is it's just true. not an ar- it's not a good argument. It's not a good argument. It doesn't have anything to do with the validity as well, far as eth- ethically or pragmatically or practically or any of that shit. So. They're upset about it. I mean, they're upset sure. that the ANCAPs are using their symbolism, the A's, the yeah. black flag. Um, you know, they're like this philosophy that you're espousing is not the is not tr- traditional anarchism, and it has nothing to do with what we're talking about. You know, they want worker ownership of the means of production, and, Kyle, and we're calling for private Kyle, ownership of the means of production. So they're Kyle, upset about that. Question: Could it be that you're just cucking for anarchism? No, I'm just explaining why ANCOMs hate ANCAPs so much. They think that ANCAPs are you know, stealing their label and, and being posers and all that stuff. So that's why there, there's all these ANCAP versus ANCOM groups because the ANCOMs are mad. They're like, you guys are fake anarchists. Kyle, which is the true anarchy per Kyle Wagner? Uh, probably the original, the the ANCOMs. You think so? Why? I mean, they were there first. And I mean, I personally think anarchy is chaos, and I explain that to people, and nobody agrees with me. But Have you? Yeah. <laughs> That it's because there's no laws, so everybody just fights over oh, land. Oh right, you did say that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I, I think they're completely wrong. Like their idea of worker ownership, that's never that would never work. Um, you know, there's no possible way to make everybody equal because jobs aren't equal, lands not equal, houses aren't equal. Somebody's gonna have the mansions and somebody's gonna live in the shacks. And there's no, if nobody's in charge, there's no way to figure out who's gonna get what, and who's gonna do what, and who's gonna produce what. So there's all these questions that they they don't have answers for. But you know, they like it. It's edgy. They get to be anti-government and you know, imagine like they have a tr- real economic system, but they they don't. You know. It, there's no substance behind it. Hmm. Fair enough. Yeah, agree. <laughs> All right, um, that's enough time spent on Shitley. Let's move on to Sarah Zhang of the New York Times. Can someone elaborate on that story? So sh- there's a lot of controversy started this week when the New York Times uh, announced that they were hiring her, I think as the editor, um, and essentially everyone just from the jump they didn't have to dig for this this isn't like one of those cases where they went back 10 years and looked for posts this was something just in recent times like this isn't anything old but apparently she was saying shit like a lot of racist tweets against white people like for example i got i got some right here she said oh man it's kind of sick how much joy i get out of being cruel to old white men and she says, goes on and says, dumb, dumbass fucking white people marking up the internet with their opinions like dogs pissing on fire hydrants. And she hashtag cancel white people. And she even said, like, white people have stopped breeding. Y'all go extinct soon. That was my plan all along. She said, like, just a bunch of shit, like a bunch of racist shit. And if you just remove the word white, and put black. It would be, pe- oh yeah, or yeah. Insert anybody. Well, well, somebody did that. They changed one of her tweets to that, say yeah. Jewish. Yeah, it, was, it was Candace and, Owens did it, and then she got banned from Twitter, or like a twelve-hour ban from Twitter. Yeah. So she gets a twelve-hour, and then Milo gets like a mm-hmm. lifetime ban. Right. <laughs> I forgot Milo got the lifetime ban. Yeah. Yeah. Lifetime ban. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess unless someone else reinstates them or something, but I don't so, see that happening. So her defense in this whole thing was, well, I'm just making jokes. I'm just joking, but we just. You look back to Roseanne Barr about her joke, right? One joke, and now she's completely re- like removed from that entire sphere and got everything canceled on her. But so, yet, so was Roseanne canceled by Twitter? No, no, not by Twitter. By no. ABC, by ABC. 
Well, yeah, yeah, yeah I know she was canceled by ABC. By the way, I did stumble upon a couple weeks ago. Apparently, Roseanne has a YouTube channel now where she's like firing <laughs> like all of her like uh, her like political views out there. Oh, I, like, I have not like seen chemtrails that. and <laughs> I mean, FYI, I didn't see any chemtrail stuff, but I stumbled across it. But I just think it just brings up that she, whole... She's got the docs. The double standard or... <laughs> yeah, the double standard. It's mm-hmm. clear. It's just one of those things that you look at where I know it's a real, like, weird thing that the left does. I have a lot of friends who do this thing where we're like, well, why are you offended? If you're offended, you must... It's what Shipley was doing. It was like, well, if you're offended, this must bother you because it must be true for you. So you must be a racist. So that's why when I call it racism and it bothers you... In their minds, they're calling out racism, but in fact, they're just saying white people suck. So when you're like, wow, that's kind of racist. No, it's not. If it if it doesn't apply, let it fly. I've gotten that before from people of color who said like disparaging things about white people. And it's like, well, it does apply because I'm white. <laughs> like You're saying things about white people. Like, and I don't care. It doesn't bother me, but it bothers me with the double standard. That's just oh, yeah. so easily. I mean, it's just so clear to see. Essentially, what I'm saying. Yeah, you sure that only white people are capable of racism, but not in their mind. Exactly. Yeah, it's like apparently there was some type of crazy study which says that people of color can still feel pain through their DNA or something crazy like that. So people can still feel pain of slavery today, even though they weren't slaves and didn't know anyone was a slave. So it's passed on through their blood. Yeah, but they, their ancestors may not have necessarily even been slaves. They I, may have come over <laughs> after slavery, and they don't maybe don't realize it. You Kyle, know? you're preaching to the choir here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think we all so are you, here. With you this, might this think thing. you were a descendant of a slave, and you might not have been. You yeah, know? that's a great. Yeah, that's a great point. But so. they don't see it that way, and it's just a weird argument of the left to just go ahead and say, "Well, it's it's okay. We're saying it." Uh, someone even had a tweet that said that it was similar. Like when we say stuff about white people, it's not racist. It's well, just their pointing whole argument. Out, like, and facts. this obviously, I don't believe this shit. No, neither. Yeah. But um, their their argument is that you can't be racist if you're coming from a. It basically if you're if you're not the oppressor, right? So like, if white people are are have been notoriously suppressing the minorities, they can't be racist against them. But. You know, the problem with that is, I mean, number one, it's collectivism, right? Like, I haven't oppressed anybody, you know? Yeah. Just because my skin color is the same as, like, uh, you know, a slave owner back in the day, like, that has nothing to do with it. I mean, I wasn't even, my relatives weren't even in this country. Yeah. You know? a, lot of, a lot of people can relate to that, so, too. So this, I, you know, but this idea of, like, and I mean, just there's no, like, dictionary definition even that would support that idea of, of, that's, of that's how you would define race. Like, that's not... Well, they keep having to move the goalposts, and that's the thing. Right. It, it was before about, you know, the racists were the people who were wearing the hoods. They were, you know, calling for ethnic cleansing, saying awful, terrible things, and meaning it. And when people say stuff in jest, just making racial humor, now they've moved that. And you're like, okay, well, now you're just dog whistling to those people, and you're just undercover that's racist. My favorite. my favorite new thing is how the left... We'll use these terms like dog whistling and uh, yeah. gaslighting. Like this is a, these are two terms that I had like never heard until I've never heard gaslighting. And, yeah, until like I might have heard dog whistling, but like before the you know 2016 election, like I had never heard these terms, and then all of a sudden I'm just seeing them pop up, pop up, pop up, and it's like this 
you know, the whole do- uh, dog whistling thing is basically, it's it's kind pro- of what sh- like <coughs> Shipley was doing to us. Being programmed, like, well, it's just like if you say anything that might be misconstrued as like being friendly towards a certain racist view or something. Yeah, it could be something completely innocuous and irrelevant, but like, excuse me, a little gassy. Um, <laughs> burnt me. No, um, you know, then you're you're dog whistling, like, and it's not like, like, how can you accuse somebody of doing something that's not overt? You know what I mean? Like, unless you have evidence linking what you said to like all of a sudden, like, oh, there was a lynching last night or something like that. You know, I was acute. Like, <clears throat> I was telling on that. Page, um, I was accused by one individual, and it was a video I posted of Baltimore City cops, all of them black, and harassing black individuals on a street corner, and they were clearly getting tickets um, or fined because kids were selling water out on the street. So I posted a video, and I just commented, not in comment, but in the title of the video, I was like, "Better not be, you know, operating a business on the street corner without permits, license, etc." I was like, "Better pay up." Yeah. They were fine, and everybody was just angry at the fact that this is what cops in Baltimore City are doing, you know. Um, but then, out of left field, um, an individual <laughs> was attacking me and said, "I'm so sick of Alex's like just because." All right, you know, play, oh he's white, oh he's um, and put like basically put construed it that what I was saying was that they need to pay up or she said like pay she up did, you're racist like, she didn't get the sarcasm you were yeah. being, she you were being sarcastic and she took it literally yeah it was like racist and, and basically this was uh, and I was like I, I responded back I was like based on what like that's pretty that's a pretty ridiculous claim you're just throwing that word out there and then on top of it it was uh, there was a com- comment that this individual put out there go back to Europe and I was like oh wow okay go wow. back to Europe go back to Europe yeah and I was like okay or like <laughs> Get off this land. I thought that you Europe was a bastion of. Uh, I thought Europe was the bastion of diversity. I, and I get what they were saying, and, right? And I'm like, they were because wow. like, because people racists will say go back to Africa, yeah. so they were throwing it back at you, and thinking like, you're oh. racist. Yeah. Did you tell them that you were just joking, like that that you were being facetious? I just felt that. Or you just didn't feel the need I, to even explain yourself. I didn't feel yourself. the need to actually explain. Like I basically just responded, like that's a pretty ridiculous claim based on what, and I haven't heard anything yet. Like I'm just tired of like they're. Just throwing that out there so loosely towards individuals. I mean, it well, is they are Baltimore City Fed voters, vote. dude. Well, yeah, but they I vote. Mean, I mean, who yeah. votes? Right. <laughs> we need to. We need to vote. Libertarian. Libertarian. I mean, I was telling. Uh, yeah, I got. I got to say that kidding. now since I'm in the party. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. I mean, it's a bunch of statists in the group. I mean, it'll give the comment section will give you instant cancer, but uh, yeah. yeah. But it's. Uh, I, I find it like good to follow other pages, like kind of get out, step outside your comfort zone, just to. See what's but one going more on thing, and, and this is based on something Ethan just said about how, like, it's Ill- completely illogical to say that like power and privilege, e- you know, equates to allows for racism, um, and the you know because that leads you to these ridiculous claims that like a a white homeless person has more power than Barack Obama, which obviously mm-hmm. is utterly ridiculous, right? Yeah, or and, like you, I saw yeah. this, I saw this in our group. Um, I think it was like during the Mike Shipley thing, but whatever. It's hard to say that dude's name. Yeah. But uh, yeah. But somebody was saying like I think there was actually like a non-white person in the thread, and they were like, you know, I I probably make more money than you do talking to like some white guy. Like, how am I economically, you know, inferior to you? And he was like, well, statistically speaking, 
I am I have more economic power than you and it's like what the fuck does that even matter right. like 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 when it comes to the individual the statistic doesn't matter like if you have no money you have no economic power right yeah or political power or, or political right. power yeah, or right. you know and it's like just a yeah, regular I mean, statistically dude. all sorts of things are true statistically but like when you Everyone's come down got to statistics. the statistics well yeah but i mean even obje- like even if there was objective statistics that existed for something but it doesn't w- necessarily apply to the individual i mean it's useful for like understanding like trends and things like that and making predictions and but you can't define an individual based on a group statistic collectivism yeah i mean it's i I always like to throw back the privilege thing because everyone always says well you're privileged you're white privilege but if you're living in the united states man you're in the one percent of the world you got it made and even like Mm -hmm. you look at people who are homeless like there's a homeless i mean i I know this is anecdotal but whatever but there's a homeless woman i see that's this entire podcast dude i know so (laughs) i was just saying like there's this homeless woman i see and she's like fatter than me Whoa. Yeah, and she's out there begging for. I'm like, you. Like, <laughs> that was mean. <laughs> what? Yeah. What? I mean, whatever. She's out there begging, and I, I see her going to the liquor store all the time. Get, you know, she's getting yeah. stuff all with all the money she gets. She goes out and gets food, gets stuff. You know, so yeah, it's the, like it's one of those things where in the other in third world countries, if you're that poor, you're like, you're dead. You know, right, you right. can't survive. Yeah, it's definitely. <laughs> um, those that claim they're economically disadvantaged or poor in this country, it's like you're really not. Like, let's, let's so be I agree with, compared to exactly. Yeah, like, I agree. I'm privileged. I'm. I live in the United States. You know, I have a. I have a job. I have a house. You know, I'm privileged. But so are you. Even though you may be renting and making minimum wage, that's still a lot better than the rest of the world. And if you want to throw, well, compared to the United States, so then you're just acting like a huge statist, and your your imaginary borders, whatever. That now you're now you're playing into that when you try to be above that. When I see a lot of leftists and like they just are collectivists and they think somehow I have it better off in this country, but as you also live in this country, you also have it better off than anywhere else in the world. Exactly. I must just not interact with a lot of them. Maybe I'm in a bubble, libertarian bubble, but like, I don't get a lot of it. I do have leftists in my group, and they say that stuff, and it just rolls right off my back. I'm, I, I don't, I oh, don't know. Oh, is that a very Kylosphere? Yeah. No, that's not my group. That's not my page either. <laughs> uh, no, yeah, I, I just, I don't know what it is. I don't know if I'm just desensitized to it from being in the political realm for so many years and hearing it all. And I'm just like, oh, okay, you called somebody racist, what, whatever. Everything's like whatever to me. I, I feel like I'm numb to I, I leftist well, attacks like, because I've heard them so yeah, but many do they, times. Yeah, but, right, but do they come out with like a fucking like eight-paragraph post about how you're a racist? No. That's when it don't. crosses the line. When you like call someone by name and you're like, yeah. I'm on a mission to like prove that everybody that runs this group is a racist. Then yeah. it's like then you have to deal with it. Yeah, if it's someone calling you a racist in like a comment, like whatever, fuck them. How yeah, many people? Like, this is something that we I felt that we had to deal with, and I feel like we dealt with it greatly. Be greatly. I sound like fucking well, Trump. <laughs> <Big greatly. laughs> you greatly. did deal with it bigly, yes. <laughs> we dealt with it bigly because now we have like way more traffic to the group. Yeah. I think <laughs> like, what makes my perspective a little bit different is because a lot of these things I see are from people I deal with and like I see face to face. In real life. In real life. It's not yeah. just an online post where like Shipley will post something that's so incredibly manufactured. Like I'm sure he wrote that in college and he just has it on his copy, you know, copy and paste it type of thing. Where I see people in real life who share, have these opinions 
and yeah. it's just and it drives you crazy because yeah. I see them personally day to day and they're fine. They'll go online, post these things, and then come back. You know, next day I'll see them, and they're fine with me. But I know, I know that's how they feel. And sometimes they say stuff to my face about it, and we get into minor disagreements. You know, he, he as much as we can. It's just yeah. I just see it a lot in my everyday life. He and wasn't I think even that's triggering me that much, Mike Shipley. No, uh, I, like, he just nothing, got annoying. No. I, that's what I'm saying I think I'm yeah, just desensitized just to this point where I'm just like, yeah. I roll my eyes. Maybe I don't even do an eye roll. I'm just like, oh, okay, you think that it was just annoying and just ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, does that make sense? No, yeah, I, mean, I completely I get it. Us, I completely like get I'm it. Flatlined. Like, do I have a pulse? Like, I'm not getting any <laughs> no, emotional no, response from fact, any of this. Stuff. I remember I'm thinking like when I because I remember when the shit first started happening to like people that I listen to, like podcasts that I listen to, like yeah. like Dave Rubin or like Joe Rogan or like these guys started getting called racist. And I was like, man, because I knew they weren't racist because like I listened to them. Like mm-hmm. I listened to every episode and I was like, man, it must be like kind of like a badge of honor to like get called, to have well, somebody like even like, Dave Smith. It just happened to him. Yeah. And I was like, man, like. I can't wait for that for us to get big enough where that happens to us. I, 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 uh, I can wait. Thought. I can wait. <laughs> no, it already happened. Yeah, yeah. yeah that that's true. what I'm saying. It already happened, and it was like, oh, okay. So like, we finally made it. <laughs> it's happening. I mean, it's, it's a weird happening. thing to say. Like, the obviously, nobody wants to be accused of something they're not guilty of. But like, guilty being white. You know, I don't know. It just yeah, it's anyway. interesting. Right. You did write some paragraphs to Shipley. I don't know if you ever I seen did. that. Have you ever seen that uh, hashtag making white dudes write paragraphs? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you ever seen that? Well, I, I tried to write paragraphs too, man. Yeah. Paragraphs. Yeah. Paragraphs. I, I, I wanted to be civil and kind of just. Dude, you wrote like, like one log, like yeah, eight yeah. paragraphs stuck together. I did. <laughs> I, I wanted to, I wanted to def- not just defend my. Because he screenshotted, uh, if people don't know, he screenshotted a joke I made back to him after just being insufferable he was being insufferable for like all day long my notifications kept popping up and so i just made a joke back and forth and then he screenshotted the joke and said matt this is what you do your followers blah or blah blah it was whatever so stupid so i was like okay i didn't make my point clear enough let me just go at him and see if he responds and he never fucking responded to me Mm -hmm. then i even i i sent him a private message so like just about completely different me and matt were on the after hours talking about how we got into punk and so i simply sent him a message i was like hey man how did you get into punk and he read it and never sent anything back oh you direct message yeah sent him a straight message and he didn't slid into his dms yeah yeah so and he's a fucking phony he's just a piece of shit who just goes around from group to group i already saw him tonight harassing people in the anarcho-christians group yeah he's He's just a fucking loser and i am and he's out there and what even makes me even more pissed off is he's out there (sighs) campaigning for sarwark right now yeah and and it's just it's just like this is who you it's like what's there's a phrase i'm trying to think of well it's like you you are who you you keep or something like that I i think kyle wagner would say that mike shipley is a poser (laughs) <laughs> I don't I don't know that I would say that. That was my favorite insult of all the ones that he put out there when he was like called Matt a, like a punk poser. Yeah. You know and and Matt Matt's obviously been in uh, hardcore into the punk scene for a long time and has the Punk Rock Libertarians podcast and I I thought that was pretty I thought that was funny though. Yeah. And then that he just makes a post that says don't tell me how to be queer. Like, dude, just get the fuck over yourself. I didn't even know you were gay. Like, no yeah, one ever said anything about you being gay. 
I, I just, well, that's the thing with I mean, like the, those type of people. Yeah. Not. I don't mean those type of like. What do you mean those people? What do you mean? What do you mean? What do you mean? What do you mean by that? What do you mean? I mean the people that like like mold their identity around something as like superficial as like their sexual proclivities. You know, it's like it's a big part of a lot of people's identity is their yeah, but their gender or what have you. But but I just feel like that's superficial. I mean, I get that, like, you know, it, historically that they've been oppressed, that they have been oppressed. Like, you know, they, they used to chase gay people down streets and yell shit at them and well, all that. Yeah, so, like, I understand I mean, in that... in some countries they, like, stone them. Well, they do. Or I throw them off buildings. In my yes, country. They do. Yeah. I understand that, but <laughs> in this country, racism you out. know... Oh. I don't know. There's just a certain like I I don't I don't even mind you know I I'm not against anything like like gay pride or like the pride marches and all that shit like fine, but like this idea of like he's got to like announce to the group that he's like queer and like we're telling him how to be queer. It's like what are you talking about, dude? We never said anything about. It. I didn't even know you were gay until you made that post. But like, why is there this need to like? I don't know. Like, I don't know. Have that be your identity? Yeah, like to just like have that be your identity and just. Um, I don't want to say like throw it in your face. That sounds like something like a Christian Force. would say. But like, it's uh, just annoying when they assign but, this to you. They assign like, uh, w- uh, just with Shipley and like, girls like, like Sarah Chong. Like, it, it's almost like Shipley is like figuratively flapping his wiener in your face. Like, well, it's it's almost it's misdirecting the man. conversation where it's like <laughs> exactly like great, I never said yeah, anything about point. you being gay or or queer or whatever you want to call yourself. I don't really give a shit. That's your own thing that you do on your own time. Like, I don't care. Um, like, why are you suddenly bringing it up as if that was relevant to, like, what we were... What's going on in this group? Like, I don't know. It's just weird. I agree. Yeah. Anyways, right, let's move the, on to some good news. Uh, Glenn Jacobs, a.k.a. Kane from the WWE, um, was elected mayor of... Was it uh, Knox County? Knox, Knox County. County. So yeah. Knoxville, Tennessee. No. Places... Is, right. it no. is it Knoxville? Is it Knoxville? No, Knox County. county. My Where understanding is, is it's a county. We yeah. have county executives, and apparently this county has a mayor. Yeah, because because a, our, our counties are different. Baltimore County and Baltimore City are just two different entities now. It's not like, that, uh, it's not like that in other states. Carroll County doesn't have a mayor. Yeah, but it's not like that in other states. In other states counties they have, have mayors. Yeah, some county. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, he's the mayor of a county. He's and Knox I county. think it was a close, I, a close election. Yeah, that's so what I like, heard. I guess it's like Knoxville and then yeah. the county that's. It's just like L.A. You you yeah. know with L.A. County. LA county yeah. it, so and L.A. is in the county. So, so that's how it goes. He was a Mises Institute guy, and uh, he's a pretty hardcore libertarian. So I, I think it's a, a big <laughs> win for us. I know that some LP people have been like, okay, we don't need to glorify this because let's not forget he's a Republican. And I was like, I don't care. Like, to me, yeah, that's I mean, that, this is great news. Like, well, he's yeah, a I mean, like, philosophical was, libertarian. Yeah, yeah, I mean, he's he's been a part of the Mises Institute for a while. Yeah. He used to write. Um, I used to see his articles on Lou Rockwell back when I used to read that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not, yeah, not surprising. Yeah, I mean, I mean you he's, know. he's a very smart dude. I think, <laughs> was this before he discovered Mother Jones? Before I discovered Mother Jones. <laughs> yeah. And if he's, if he's successful there, I mean, it could be a stepping stone to higher office, and he could be a, a potential candidate for the Republicans or for the uh, Libertarian Party as a, as a great Libertarian candidate for us with experience, with money, with fame. 
you know so i, I think i there's a p- good future for glenn jacobs if, if this all works out so i i think it's a win all around and i, I mm-hmm. think it's ridiculous that some libertarians would be you know pouting about the fact that he won as a republican instead of through the lp I see mean, that's that whole like party you know, party, party mentality yeah the yeah. philosophy yeah. is more important yeah, than, than the, the party par- I mean, and that's like, what i love the, about the party the, is just a vehicle to spread the philosophy well that's what i love about the mises caucus the mises caucus are telling people like look like go ahead and vote for liberty-minded republicans and some of some of them are even pushing for because i think on tuesday in missouri is the primary the republican primary um for the senate in which austin peterson's running our boy for ap yeah i love dude yeah, why like, would you even bring lo- him up dude because i love it. i love austin man you love him yeah dude i love austin man he's a bumper he's a walking bumper sticker all right uh, is that I don't know how. Is that a good thing? <laughs> it, it will be interesting to see how he does, you know, because uh, he's been working hard, campaigning hard, trying to make himself a contender. I think the Josh Hawley is the establishment mm-hmm. candidate, yeah. and as far as I knew, it, it, he had a lo- very, very big lead. You know, which Austin's not going to come out and be like, we're way behind in the polls. You know, he's not going to say nah. that, but I think that's the reality. Although I've also heard that Josh is a very lazy candidate. He's kind of like, I got this in the bag. Yeah, that's, he, I don't need to do any work, whereas Austin's been hustling. So maybe there will be some sort of, of shock uh, upset, but I don't know. Because I, I mean, I've been following his campaign. I followed him. I was a supporter of his in 2016 for the LP. Yeah. So I've been following him ever since. And I have noticed from what I've been seeing is um, his opponents definitely come out very, like, I got this. Like, this mm-hmm. is my thing. Like. Don't, I don't have yeah. to try. Yeah, I don't have to try. And he's I just been Hillary in the news so kind of many times. Kind of similar. Great, I don't think great Hillary, analogy. I was Hillary say worked that. that hard, and I think Hillary felt safe and entrusted the polls and didn't have to work as hard as, as Trump worked, and she ended up losing. So, you know, you can get surprised sometimes. Uh, I think as libertarians, it's tough. We want to build ourselves up, and, and no one wants to have a loser mentality and be like, yeah, I'm going to lose this thing. Uh, I think you got to kind of be realistic and have fun with your campaign as a libertarian candidate and be like, okay, I'm a long shot, so I'm going to spread my message yeah. to as many people as I can, yeah, you, meet you, as many people, and then have fun. You know, we're going to have... So so you, you, you would know. say that you have to lick it before you stick it. <laughs> Do you listen to me as I'm talking or just think... Matt, Matt just waits for his opportunity to jump in with Kyle, some joke. I, Kyle, I'm trying to translate for the people at home, dude. <laughs> oh, all right. Put, yeah. He's trying to translate to the, other, the- to the other 13-year-olds that are watching the podcast. That's not at all what I was trying oh, I to say. I'm just saying, like, you know, you don't want to be like, hey, I got no shot, I'm going to lose in a landslide, but, like... Realistically, it's very difficult to win as a libertarian, so I think you just have to enjoy the process as much as you can. Spread your message to as many... Either either way. Yeah, either way. Whether you run as a, a liberty Republican or as a libertarian, um, you know, you, you have to keep your expectations reasonable and also try to spread your philosophy to as many people as possible. And then if you lose, you know, you're going, hey, I did the best I could and I reached a lot of people. I made a lot of friends. I had fun with it and I gave it my best and I lost. But Good enough. You know, I'm smart enough. Doggone it. People, people like, like me, me. yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, a lot of libertarians come up with unreasonable expectations, and they're like, and and it, I guess it's tough. Like you, you kind of have to like, what is it? Fake it, fake it till you make it, or something kind of, like yeah. that. And maybe it's some of that. But you look at the the results from past elections, and it's like, oh my gosh, we get like completely blown out of the water uh, with votes. So, but it's all about getting the message out, and that's why I really yeah. agree with you. Is 
you need to have candidates to spread the message. Good yeah, absolutely. candidates. I think Glenn Jacobs, that's like, because we were talking about it last night. Um, just the LP just has a very uh, weak bench right now. There's really nobody yeah. out there. And someone like Glenn Jacobs being a former pro wrestler and then as a mayor at a local office, it's name how, recognition. Much change, how much change he can affect at the local level is much more important. Like if he was a congressman or a U.S. senator, what, what really significant change could you make at that level? But as a mayor... At a, holding a local office, I mean, it's uh, it's going to be exciting to see what what comes uh, comes of this in the next yeah, couple of years. It's different from the issues that I got involved with libertarianism through, which was Ron Paul's campaign, mm-hmm. which was war, monetary policy, um, the welfare state, and you know bit those big national issues. And as a local candidate, as mayor, he's not going to have a say over any of that, you know. And it's going to be. It's going to be tough for him to really. It's not like he's going to be uh, uh, privatizing all the schools, even could, or though. anything well, like that. Know. You know, he might be able to do things that are that are kind mm-hmm. of shift the needle that direction. Maybe make it a little more favorable uh, for private schools to to do business there. But um, it's just, yeah. <laughs> even as a mayor, you you still kind of have limited uh, options with what you can do. You can try to balance the budget, certainly, cut spending. You know, lower taxes where you can, so you can you can make some changes. I, th- I just think it's about being out there and being, and so I really appreciate people like Larry Sharp, um, just just being out there, just yeah. showing, just constantly really out there. Yeah, like going out there really and just make it. <laughs> yeah, he's another one. He's been doing radio interviews yeah. and going to town halls and speaking at any engagement that he can get, and it just. At least on social media, it seems like he's hustling, and I love those candidates that that really seem like they're working. And there, there's diff- different grades of candidates. I mean, we got paper candidates that just file, and then that's it. They don't build a website, they don't do a Facebook page, they don't talk to anybody, they don't do what anything. What is the point? They just they to be a name on the ballot. That's like the minimum you can do as a candidate. But why even buy, why be a name on the ballot? Just I, I think for libertarians, it's like it gives us more of a presence. It's like oh, we have more candidates. Than, it looks like we have more candidates than we really do. It gives people an L option, you know. And so they go to vote and they see there's a libertarian word on there. Yeah, well, that's a like, debate. Like, that's like, a debate that I'm whether kind of it's person, worth it or not. I'm the kind of person like when I go to vote, like uh, you know, I just look for like libertarian options. And yeah, but how often do you vote? <laughs> no, I mean, usually, you know. And uh, if there's not a libertarian <sighs> option, a lot of times I just won't vote. I right. just click past that one and go to the next one. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And the the Mises Caucus is kind of like, oh, we gotta, you know, we want to get our candidates in, and we need to do better in the LP. And we only have 20 LP candidates in the entire state of Maryland for I I don't know how many hundreds of offices, but like we just don't have the bodies, we don't have the numbers. And a lot of libertarians don't realize how small the LP is and how small the, the number of people that believe in this philosophy is compared to, you know, Republicans and Democrats. We're very, very small. So, like, oh, yeah. I would love for us to but, even have the a people full that we slate do of have. candidates. Yeah, but the people we do have, you just have to convince them that it's worth it, too. Because while we might be small, I mean, we certainly have a commitment of people that, or people that have the commitment of... At the very least, just, like, talking about it and posting memes. or yeah. You know what I mean? Like, if you could convince yeah, it, enough it, of those people to get motivated to, um, you know, be active in the party, like, yeah, I mean, you don't... The thing with, like, Republicans and Democrats is, like, you're pulling from, like, gen pop, right? 
your point from just like none of these people are like philosophical or principled or anything like that they're just people that are politically aware and decide like oh yeah i could do that and then they do it and they just join whichever party they've been voting for their whole life and it's not like so like you're taking like a larger amount of people and you're getting a small percentage of those people to run whereas we have like a small percentage of the general population in our group but like we could because most of those people tend to be more philosophically inclined if you could convince them that it's worth their time to run or do something it could work i don't know it, it's Just hard man. i'm there. telling you like i'm not i don't disagree it, with you <laughs> there there aren't a lot of people that are qualified there aren't a lot of people that, first of all there aren't a lot of people that want to run as a libertarian and then to get a really good candidate that's articulate that can talk to the public and not make an ass of him or herself like it's hard it's hard <laughs> to find so we there it's just slim pickings for us and i wish we were bigger than we are you know i've tried to encourage libertarians to join the lp and try to help make it better kyle have you ever thought about like working a glory hole like a like a local neighborhood <laughs> bar to like no i never thought to of find <laughs> libertarian candidates maybe it's an awful what, what would we what would sign would we put on there i don't know dude you want to why, think don't, you why run, don't you kyle? think about that kyle you need to run uh yeah i mean it's a big commitment to and to do that and uh i i've learned from my experience in Kyle's the just, political Kyle's world that you know it kind of you you make yourself a target for people and i think it could be a fun thing i don't know maybe one day but right now what if we ran what if we just what busy. if we all ran yeah what if we all ran the, the baltimore <laughs> county council right here yeah across the board yeah we only have one uh one county council uh, ca- uh, candidate Jack, right in now the city everybody else is yeah. what's that you're in the city though right uh technically technically you could run for mayor but technically, I'm also in Carroll County. Oh, okay. That's <laughs> a completely different jurisdiction. <laughs> yeah. IRS. I, Listen I don't up. Even He's know. in Carroll County, all right? No. I, live know, in ba- I live in Baltimore City. <laughs> oh, you do? Okay. Yeah, I live in Baltimore City. Yeah, you could run for mayor. <laughs> uh, Excuse me. You could be in front of all the people down there going. With, uh, what's his name? Uh, D, uh, what's his name? I don't know. He's like, there was like a big social justice warrior type dude. Black yeah. dude. D-Ray. Shocking. Well, I'm going to tell you, it's really you know uh hard when you're talking to people and the other side is bribing them right the other side well, is yeah. saying hey we're gonna spend money we're gonna spend money on this we're gonna give you health care we're gonna give you education right. we're gonna give you better roads yeah, we're mean, gonna give you jobs yeah, and I mean, especially a city like baltimore city that's already everyone's like 90 percent of the people in there are on some sort of welfare yeah I mean, even if it's I'll, just like being a government it's employee fun, man it's <laughs> i don't to know the if core. it's that high but a lot of them are well, if you count government some employees sort of government, it probably yeah. is <laughs> and so it's not really that appealing to people when you go well we're going to cut your taxes and they're going well we're not paying much in taxes and we're getting a lot of benefits from government so you're trying to bribe them with just letting them keep more of their money and getting the government off their backs and it does it it appeals to a certain audience who's already usually voting republican but it, it's hard you're we're not bribing people with uh with handouts and, and that makes it difficult to win an election i guess that's the well i like the approach so like i was listening to larry sharp on dave smith yeah and he was talking one of the things he was talking about was how in New York City their um they basically their their pension system is not properly funded like any government thing like social security well, that's blah, a blah, huge blah. crisis oh, coming so it's going to be a huge crisis so basically i mean he does have a something he can sort of wave around and be like look this is going to you know this is going to shit the bed we can do this now we can renegotiate this stuff and obviously his renegotiations would involve 
you know, less ta- less less taxpayer money probably. Yeah, and cuts um, cuts the public and cuts spending. and all sorts of stuff. I so he it. has like yeah. leverage there. It doesn't work until it's really a crisis, and then you go. Sorry, we're broke. You do like Detroit does, and you go, you're getting haircuts because there's no money, you know? And and you can try to do it up front, but I don't see it flying until the piggy bank really is empty. And then and then they have no choice but to negotiate. Right. But it, as long as there's money, nobody's going to take a, pay, a, a haircut on their pension voluntarily. I don't see that happening until until it has to happen, you know? Good for him for trying to be proactive and be like, hey, we should deal with this in a controlled manner and be realistic but I don't see the public unions acquiescing any of their benefits no. until no. <laughs> they literally uh, the money runs out Yeah, you know, which is a very fascinating thing about local governments and how they can actually go bankrupt well, and a lot of them are expected to go bankrupt because of the public pensions that they've promised whereas the federal government they go to the Fed the Fed just is able to create money to buy their So bonds. then what happens with uh, what happens if they go bankrupt? They don't. The, they don't pay. I mean, they cut. They cut those pension benefits dramatically, and those people are shit out of luck. Total chaos. Well, I know. So. I know someone who works for the post office. Yeah. And oh. that person told me that oh. their unions in there were forced to pay for their pensions seven years in advance. So, and they actually ended up paying money, but they actually ended up over overpaying for their for their pensions and the post office is like oh yeah my our bad we don't have the money where i spent it mm. sorry so i know i know through that like that's a good way to do it and i know the unions are pissed because they didn't want to do this at all but the post office told them that from what this yeah. person told me i don't know well they try I don't know anything about the post office they try to raise taxes like they're doing in illinois you know they're they're just taxing the living crap out of people trying to raise money but then your tax base starts to flee <laughs> yeah all the, yes. all the rich you know the, the wealthy they're like nuts to this they go to florida or somewhere with low taxes to get away from it and they take all their capital with them they close up their businesses and then you have unemployment you know the government's run into a very tricky spot they get into a box because you know the unions got more than uh, than they, the government could afford to pay them. They got overpromised. It's, it's going to be crazy to see how it all plays out. I mean, people have been talking about the public pension crisis for decades, and oh, yeah. it it hasn't happened yet, except for in a few a few places like like Detroit. But so. it's bound it much about Detroit that much lately. But I mean, a couple of years ago, you just saw there were so many opportunities. For example, they, they didn't. They couldn't pay to cut the lawns anymore, and there's just like groups getting together. Um, so it's like all these opportunities for libertarian solutions and private solutions to serve the community. I mean, there's blocks that are there isn't any streetlights on, or yeah, they don't even that. have essential. Uh, they, they were talking like the police. Uh, their response time is so low, so a lot of neighborhoods are forming actual like security, uh, private security. Um, but yeah, you don't hear much about Detroit that much lately. But I remember during that pension crisis, like all these services were either cut, or completely mm. slashed. I'm sure there's some so, pissed off pensioners there. Kyle, when the state is failing so terribly as it is in Detroit, does it kind of like make your butthole hurt? <laughs> no, no, it doesn't because you know, I mean, my position is that it, it never should have gotten into that position in the first place. You know, I don't agree with what the kind pu- of position. I don't like ag- missionary. I don't agree. <laughs> I don't agree with the the public unions sitting too uh, close to Matt. You know, getting their chosen politicians <laughs> to give them more benefits, to give mm. them tons of benefits at the taxpayers' expense, even more generous benefits than the private sector is paying. It's not even you know, 
like that's not right to me so if they happen to get their just desserts at the end of it i i'm not complaining too much you know it wasn't it wasn't a fair negotiation in the first place bummer that was Phil's phone. <laughs> oh, Phil's, Thanks, Phil's phone hit the deck. Yeah. It's 100% your fault. Um, um, next topic? Yeah, we can move on. Yeah. Um, oh, Alex, this is your little baby. Oh, um, well, yeah, so we were just... It just happened today. Um, so the president of Venezuela... Um, Maduro. Maduro. Like, apparently there was a military parade in the video. We just watched the video, and apparently there was a drone strike. Um something very similar to like a military procession like you see in north korea or something like that he was giving a speech and then scrap the crowd just scattered uh apparently there was a drone strike probably an attempt on his life he claims um who, nobody knows where this drone came from really? yeah so i haven't heard anything new about uh, it it could be warring factions within could be a coup attempt but it could be the CIA. Could be the CIA. <laughs> yeah. The CIA operation. The I'm, deep state. <laughs> I'm sure they're gonna try to track. They're gonna look at that uh, explosive and try to determine where it came from, and try to figure out. You know, is this a a, a local homegrown operation? Is this a high tech American? Yeah. Because uh, the United what, States has never interfered in South America. <laughs> <laughs> we don't. What? We don't never do that. Forget the Monroe Doctrine. Do what are you talking about? <laughs> We've yeah, never interfered. It, it could have been us. I, I don't know. I don't think any. I don't know what the benefit would be, other than what for the RCA. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. People, we want that Venezuelan oil, man. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but we get we're getting a lot of oil from other Wait. places, and we're producing a lot of oil domestically. Wait, it's not Venezuela. <laughs> yeah. Maduro's not Venezuela. Yeah, 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 yeah. It is. Yep. What are you thinking, Mugabe? No, no, no. Which dictator? Oh, you know, I was thinking uh, Cuba. I was thinking this whole time. I was thinking Duterte. Oh, the, the guy Philippines. in Philippines, Philippines for some reason. Yeah. Oh, no, yeah. yeah, that guy's he's fucking a, off his rocker too. Oh, a, I can imagine. Nice racism. I yeah. can imagine. Yeah, he's mixing a your brown people. I could imagine why uh, the Venezuelans would want to kill <laughs> their. Ethan Maduro, says though. the Russians did it. Yeah, you know <laughs> yeah. somebody. Somebody in my group posted a picture of some Venezuelans like partying and having a good time at a bar, and he was like, "Hey, you know, I guess Venezuela is not as bad as um as they're saying." And then I saw another poster, uh, another picture, like a couple days later, and it was this guy. They had a shop. Yeah, and I he saw was that. a he was a heavy guy, and then he was like, "This is my Venezuela now." And on the the right side, he had like three bottles of ketchup for sale, and it looked. <laughs> like he had lost about 45 pounds <laughs> i know you know and they're like that must be that i don't mean to laugh but that's just it's fucking crazy yeah well yeah there's like there's a well you know people want to bitch about the one percent in america but we i mean we, we were just talking about this how like oh yeah okay fine there's there's a one percent but the rest of 99 percent is at least like living in most of them are living in homes most of them have food to some degree most of them have water to some degree whereas mm -hmm. You know, their 1% is like, okay, they can get, you know, if you're connected to Maduro in some fashion, you can probably go out to the bars that are also connected to Maduro in some fashion. What are you doing to me? <laughs> He's giving you headphones. I don't want that. He's giving you headphones. My voice sounds amazing, dude. Okay, listen. Um, yeah, I know what you're saying. Which is, which is fine, but, um,. Yeah, you're saying you're you're better not, off being poor. Fine. You interrupted me. <laughs> you're better off being poor in America than yeah. in Venezuela, for sure. That's that's what I'm trying to say. Mm -hmm. And like when they show you pictures of, you know, 
a Venezuelan sitting in a bar or something. You're yeah. looking at like one yeah. percent. <laughs> yeah. Whereas like if you see right. like an American looking at the bar, you it, know it's a normal day. It's a normal. You know? It's he's like in like the 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 fifty percent tile or something. It, it was like two happy girls to like post in selfies, you know, like you would normally see on some girl's Instagram or whatever. Yeah. But um yeah, yeah, I've heard all kinds of horror stories from Venezuela about them eating um, zoo animals yeah. and <laughs> eating trash yeah. and, and riots and people starving. And you could say that's... People, like that's, sneaking in uh, baby formula you know, and diapers. Yeah. It, you, yeah, shortages of all kinds. Now, is that propaganda or is that the truth of what's really going on down there? I think it's true from the Venezuelan testimony that I've heard, which is um, the, the boxer Linares and um, a guy that I saw a, um, a Students for Liberty or Yao con- convention. There was a Yow. Venezuelan acti- activist that was like, this guy has completely ruined our country. Like, it's terrible. So I've heard those two accounts from actual Venezuelans who have said, yeah, it's as bad as the media is saying. This isn't just U.S. propaganda trying to disparage socialism. Which is, I, I wouldn't think it is. I, I would think it actually is bad down there. Well, yeah, but the socialists, you know, like the, the DSA members, they wouldn't be like, oh, you know, they're exaggerating things. Like, socialism's not that bad. No, it is. I, but it's like, uh, what about every other example of socialism failing? Right. right. Well, then you get <laughs> well, that's not real you get socialism. Like, well, what about... Yeah, well, yeah. Then it's like, <laughs> well, what about Norway? And it's like, then you look close and you're like, well, they're not really... Well, then the, you get into, like, is that really socialist? Yeah. Because they no. still have a market... Eco- well, I'm talking about Venezuela. Yeah. They still have a market economy, right. but it's just that the okay. government has made it so difficult to do business there. They've driven out a lot of big businesses. Right. They've driven out... They've driven a lot of but, small but businesses out also, of Also, look at the, the populations thing. of those countries. Like, I hate... Like, when people try to compare, like, well, look at this country. It's like... Well, there's that, too, but there's also the sinister thing that's going on where it's like... There's like a social democracy and there's a democratic socialism, and the reality about the democratic socialists, and you can look on their their website. I mean, they they are socialists. Like they want to see the socialization of the means of production. Like it's explicitly stated on their website. Nah, yeah. but it's they cool like, it's, because it's, they're it's democratic just, socialists. It's dude. not just, but yeah, but it's not just that they want to have like socialized medicine. It's Bernie, bro. <laughs> yeah, he's saying that it's not even a market Cortez. economy anymore. No, they like they are want... advocating for for like the basic tenet of socialism. They just yeah. their means of getting there is state vote, owned means is, of production is through a, domatic, uh, a, democratic. a democratic process. Yeah, and like people want to act like oh they're not really it's not like Stalinism it's not like Marxism it's just like they want you know universal health care. It's like yeah. no like yes they want universal health care but they also want to like depose like. The, the you know the Jeff Bezoses and the Peter Thiels of the world I, I and think, it's like this yeah. is dangerous this is dangerous talk I think all all opposition movements are um, or tend to be proponents of democracy because that's their way to power it's like democracy gives you a vent a way to get in there mm-hmm. and then socialists typically once they get in they you know shut down shut it down right right so they're, they're <laughs> they don't want it for everybody else they don't want to let everybody else have a chance they want a chance until they win yeah. and then they don't then they want to close that it's avenue just, to it's, power it's their by any means necessary thing yeah i mean unless you're going to be a revolutionary and say we're actually going to try to kill 
the the politicians and take power by force but that that is very people don't understand how hard that is to accomplish because everybody's sort of like programmed to be like look this is a legitimate government you're not you're not going to come in here and hold us hostage at a gunpoint like yeah. these people got elected they have constituents they have people that support them and it's like you're a criminal and you're yeah. going to be treated as a criminal right so to act, a violent revolution is just a very very slim chance of success. you'd have to have yeah i mean you'd have to have more people upset than happy you'd have, to, you'd have, have to have a lot more people upset a lot than more happy. people and like yeah. upset to the point where they basically have to be starving <laughs> yeah <laughs> like they, it, it's tough. like it's not just like uh things have gotten a little tougher yeah. it's got to be like we either do this or we all die. You know? yeah. And but you'd have to have the means to 3D print fully automatic <laughs> AR-15. Wow, nice segue. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right, we can we can move to that. Uh, so, yeah, we're about the climax here. Yeah, it's climax no. right on. Yeah. Cody and, 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 and before we climax, okay, I want to remind everybody that we now have the Patreon. So um, every week we record an after hours episode. So, um, if you want to check that out, you can contribute a minimum of one dollar per month, and you will gain access to the uh, after hours episodes. So, yeah, hit us up on uh, just Google Punk Rock Libertarians Patreon, and uh, you can hit us up on there, and you can gain access to our after hours episodes. We also have T-shirts over at LibertarianCountry.com, and we accept articles over at TheDailyLiberator.com. So, and now we're going to move on to Cody Wilson. Because uh, he rocks. Yeah. He's not actually here. We're just moving on to the topic. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, the left, they're losing their shit. The mainstream media, they're losing their shit. So that CBS interview, you saw that posted on the the page, didn't we? It was great. Yeah, it was a great interview. Because they try to pigeonhole him. They try to be like, so how would you feel when someone dies? What about the From children? a 3D printed gun, how would you feel? And he's like, I'm just providing the information. What anyone does with it, it's up to them. Kind of just like, fuck you. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Like, get the fuck out of here. I'm not responsible for any of these people who, you know, use it to kill people. Yeah, that was totally badass. Yeah. It's totally badass. And the, the CNN person well, dude, who was the like interviewing said, him yeah. was like, just such a fucking dipshit the thing yeah. that i love they said was like you're gonna have to adjust your politics to this i don't have to adjust mine it's <laughs> like the information is out there like, yeah it was getting that was out great. there regardless and it's out there now so fucking deal with it i don't know anything about 3d printed guns i had read that they don't they only sh- shoot w- one, wait, wait, one wait, time wait pussy out kyle they, is that true they, they're ruined uh, after one shot no uh, according to his video he was able to uh, or uh, some video they had a tri- I'm sorry I don't want to misspeak here but it was a video they had attributed to the article they were kind of like playing it in the background while they were doing the interview of a 3D printed gun like shooting multiple rounds with like a barrel drum magazine and it was just shooting multiple rounds so I, from what I took it as but that could also be propaganda as well well, like yeah. from CNN or wherever. I don't know how strong that plastic is if it can ex- withstand the, the force of a bullet exploding well, that's what like Ethan was bringing up. Like the one that's three D printed, it's plastic. But the other thing that Defense distributed, um, they actually have a CNC milling machine with the code to actually machine pretty much like the entire lower receiver of an AR fifteen. So, but they're Ethan, focusing Ethan, on the three D. Ethan said this. Yeah, but no, that's they, so they is, sell. Is, is a Ethan small... listening right now? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's he's. Tuning. I wonder. I wonder if Ethan is available for after hours. I I don't know. Maybe Ethan, just give Ethan, him a shout out. Hit, hit us up, dude. Ethan. Um, but yeah, they're not. They're losing their shit over the uh, the basically the the 
plastic 3D printed gun that's like basically can fire a couple of rounds and then it's done. And they're not like the fact that they're, I mean, even any modern machine shop that has blueprints, I mean, even if, uh, he said he's in his pajamas. Oh. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, they're, they're focusing on the wrong, well, not even the wrong thing, but it's just they're completely losing their shit. What was that, that one interview with that senator who was just like fear mongering? The oh, senator God, from Connecticut who was coming to a theater near you. Yeah. <laughs> coming to a school near you. A school. Coming to a, a mall near guns. you. Ghost guns. <laughs> yeah. it was ghost guns. Fucking God. motherfucking ghost guns in this bitch. <laughs> like, I know the whole issue, like. It's pretty tiring talking about guns, but this is just so ridiculous. They're making it, and like I even said before, I was like, watch, there'll be like a false flag with uh, some type of 3D gun that was used in the shooting. But they're going to say, all guns 3D though? Essentially. Essentially. (laughs) And it was a ghost gun. Well, even uh, the other part, I was listening to. uh, with ghost guns? I had to call it ghost gun. Scary. It's untraceable. It's untraceable. It's a ghost. Uh, You can go through walls. (laughs) Just talking. uh, I was listening to uh, talk radio. the, the local Baltimore station just when I was driving the other day that's and, and it was some, I know it's it's terrible but I I try to listen into all the statism that's out the, out there I don't like there's a know, lot dude well that's the thing I don't want to just be in a bubble like in a libertarian bubble all the time because Echo you know there's yeah man. exactly so this soccer mom who somehow has a radio show on Saturday <laughs> local show is terrible but she was like oh my god these 3D printed these 3D printers and oh my god what if criminals and terrorists and I'm like alright let's break it down a 3D printer is going to cost you anywhere what three to maybe five thousand dollars the materials etc fuck that shit I'm going down anywhere in Baltimore City and I'm going to buy something illegally you know what I mean like really I'm going to go to all this yeah. trouble like could criminals or terrorists be printing, you know, in their basements? Well, eventually, or, though, it will, like, be, it will be cheaper, though. Exactly. Yeah, it will be. Just like cell phones or everything. Right, right. So, But they're, they're losing their shit. It's like on on the fact that a 3D printing gun or the, the, the well, milling machine that the Well, they also are ignoring the fact that these plans have been out there for like six years now. Yeah, that too. <laughs> or fuck, I you, don't go know. To a, you go to a public library and get a book on gunsmithing, you know? And <laughs> <laughs> right? if you have access to a lathe, a mill... Uh, a modern machine shop. It's like rock you can and make roll. Your own gun, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, but it's like people think it's like a cannon printer that you just print out a gun. <laughs> you know, like, just, yeah. it's just the media. Just fire just up your Microsoft your... Word and just fucking drag that clip on it and just print that motherfucker out. <laughs> there was a great Augie article the other day that said like uh, everybody's scared about three D printing gun, but based off of work like. Workers in the office can't even operate a regular printer. Yeah. <laughs> PC load letter jam, man. Right. PC load letter. What the fuck does that mean? <laughs> I don't know how it works. Does it do like one component at a time? Is that sort of how it the works? Three, uh, I mean, I don't know. The place I teach part-time, they have 3D printers there. I mean, it just layers it. Um, so, but I don't know. But complex. would you print, would you, like, if you were going to make a gun, would you print out, I guess you'd print out each part separately, right? And then piece it together. That's what yeah. I think. Yeah, I think so. Hmm. It's kind of a simple device. It's really hard to ban something that, like Alex is saying, can so easily be fabricated out of metal or something that's capable of killing somebody can be made fairly easily. So like, yeah. The one guy you know? chimed in, uh, Lyle Austin, said $299 is the starting price for an entry-level 3D printer. But could oh, an entry-level wow. 3D printer be able to... 
I don't know. I'm just like Jared's right. Eventually, well, it will I mean, be that's affordable. A, that's not the yeah. argument. Ethan's making, making a great it's point like, too. Oh, it's too expensive, but yeah, I mean, eventually, you yeah, I mean, anybody be able to print a gun, but whatever, that's good. <laughs> we, we, mur- murder's already illegal, right? You know, <laughs> right, so right. Uh, I just yeah, so we've got it covered. Well, I just don't think that, you know, a law is going to fix the problem of, you, of mass you shootings. You don't? But what murder. about anarchy, dude? Yeah, I mean, I agree with punishment for people that commit violent crimes. But the law is not going <laughs> to fix it, dude. Isn't the anarchist cookbook still out on the internet? Yeah, yeah, right? The, that was, is it that? There's yeah, but dude, how many tennis ball bobs have you seen going off? <laughs> <laughs> I mean... <laughs> How many, Kyle? But dude, I heard the guy who made Kyle, that. Kyle, any fewer than sixty-nine, Kyle? <laughs> I heard the guy who who wrote that book though was a huge pussy, and he came out and said he regretted it. Really? Oh, oh shocking! Yeah, I was like, you fucking so dude. shocking. Anyway. Yeah, so I think we're about done for tonight. So and then we're gonna go on to after hours. Oh shit! So stay tuned. Yeah. Until next time, live free or die. Stay tuned for the break. With the blood that is shed. Try to eat the flies on the tax box and bread. Was it by a village expense of the many? So did the gods and the machine. You can't justify killing by economic gain. For God, country, and democracy. You get the freedom and gun point in a fine land. You stop what the truth, then bring them home. Ah, believe the jokes. We'll do the best for you. And I believe that we have the power. Have the power. Not aggression principle, the violence of the state becomes absolute!